Hello, welcome to the home podcast, where we keep it 100% real, and as DJ Khaled says, another one, and this is um, last week's message, this is it, we're caught up, last week's message, and we kicked off a series um, uh, titled But First. And uh, we're still doing the Saturday night thing. Um, we're really close to, um, let me say it this way, uh, by the end of August or early September, we will be purchasing a house and we will actually be officially launching as the home um, and not just the home church. Um, we will be officially launching as the home. Um, so if you don't know what the official launch means, just go to our website and click on the coming soon tab and you'll see everything that uh that the lord's gave us vision for cool but like i said we are uh kicking off a series um and if you're listening to this i'm recording this on friday night july 21st and so that means tomorrow july 22nd we will be having um another service and it's from six to nine at two five six nine Quintero way South Quintero Way um, in Aurora, 80013. You can find all that on our website, Instagram, Facebook. And we have a Twitter, by the way. I'm really loving Twitter. Uh, It's been a while since I visited Twitter um, until this week when we got one. And it's a blast. I love it. So go follow the home on Twitter. Cool? So we're kicking off this series. I don't know how long it's going to be. I'm thinking it's going to be probably around five weeks. Um, but, uh, we were talking as a, as a leadership team, as a staff team, and, um, I was thinking this message was just going to be one, one night. Um, but I figured there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that we could talk about and it's going to be called, but first, as I've said, and the whole series is going to be, um, a challenge of this concept called surrender. And if you, if you know and if you've studied and if you've read the Bible at all, um, this topic of surrender is an underlying theme throughout the entire thing. And it's a topic that's always made me feel very uneasy as I would sit in a church service and um, just kind of made me cringe. And uh, almost like I didn't think anyone, didn't think anymore it was almost as if i couldn't have my own thoughts anymore and i was in control of some or under control of someone or something and that always made me feel uneasy and and maybe even a creep creeped out a little bit like uh i don't know surrender has such a negative tone when we hear it right it's almost of you're very weak and so you have to surrender this this war um, and because you lost and you have to surrender now. Um, but frankly, uh, as, I, as I studied that concept more and more, I, I got over it and I got more clarity on it. And uh, that's kind of what I'm going after in this series um, of But First. Um, so every single week is going to have a subtitle. And um, yeah. This week's is called Whatever It Takes. So, yeah. 
so it's going to be a tough series and and when we when i preached this saturday it was it was it was intense it was a it was a thick room if if you know what i mean it was convicting it was challenging um so let's start out let's start out with this in this um let's launch this in this um what is your most prized possession um something that you hold on to so tightly and let me break it into three kind of um three kind of categories what's your prized possession of right now what's your prized possession of um your childhood what did you have as a child is like a um, toddler to maybe elementary um what was uh, and and what do you think your most prized possession is going to be of the future I made a quick list just to kind of get my thoughts going and maybe even get your thoughts going. Um, but of the future, I kind of wrote down my most prized possessions that I think I'll have in the future is a house, um, a car, my retirement plan, my family, my kids, um, maybe jet skis. Even though I don't like water, they still fascinate me. Stuff like that, you know, where something that we've worked really hard for for our entire life. Yes? Okay, um, then I kind of made a list for my prized possessions of the present, um, or maybe some of yours, um, like a like a car. Maybe your prized possession is your car, or your bank account, or the guitars you own, or I own, the motorcycle you own, the PS4 or S Xbox, your family, your friends, your boyfriend, or your girlfriend, stuff like that, and then. The in your childhood, your prized possession. Mine was a Tonka truck. Um, some of yours could be uh, dessert or some other toys that you had. Um, recess, um, a bike, or your PS1 or Dreamcast. And a lot of the people at Saturday didn't know what a Dreamcast was, which was pretty funny. Um, but think of your most prized possession in those three categories. Your future, your present, and your past. Get that in your mind. Get get thinking of that. And let me ask you a question. What if God asked you to burn that up and leave it behind to follow and gain connection to God at a deeper level? As a child, you would probably have a huge meltdown as if the sky was falling and, I don't know, life was ending, right? If I lost my prized possession right now, I would just be in shock and I wouldn't know what to really do. If, I, if my potential prized possession to my future, it would be as if I worked my entire life for that one thing and now it's gone. My, my most prized possession that I think I'll have in my future is my retirement plan because I don't want to work until the day I die. Um, I would like to have a little bit of free time, maybe like three years of free time before I die. <laughs> Something like that. But I worked my entire life for this, and now it's completely gone. In this passage we're going to be kind of digging into tonight, we're going to be looking at a man who uh, essentially said, whatever it takes, God. And that's why the subtitle is called, Whatever It Takes. And every time I read and meditate on this story, my, my mind gets blown more and more. And I hope you, I hope you get that too. So we're going to be in the Old Testament today. And it's going to be Genesis chapter 22. And 
Um, I'm going to mix it up a little. I'm going to do a different preaching style today where it's going to be um, a verse or a chunk of verses, and then I'm going to kind of dialogue through that, okay? So Genesis 22, starting verse 1, and it reads, After these things God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Okay. So we see here, first of all, disclaimer um, to this entire entire message and to what God is going to accomplish. Um, so we see here that God is testing Abraham. It says it very plainly, very bluntly. It says, after these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. So he's testing him. Disclaimer and clarification. What's the word? Clarification. There it is. Clarification on what this means is God is not... Uh, making him trip up. This is not to watch Abraham uh, fail and suffer, okay? It's not that at all, okay? But what it is, it's it's to deepen his character, okay? God refines us in difficult, cir- difficult circumstances. And we have two options when when we are tested in any situation, whether it's with God or when it's at work or with our family or our, our relationships. We have two, I think, um, options that we can take when we are being tested. One is we can complain about it, which, huh, it's not going to do much good, okay? Or we can see how this is deepening our capacity. When we're in difficult circumstances, we can see, okay, um... God is trying to deepen my capacity in whatever way he wants to. Okay? So, now that we've gotten that out of the way, God is not testing him to watch him fall, but to grow him and to um, deepen him spiritually and deepen the connection with Abraham and God. So that's pretty cool. The next thing I want you to pick up on this verse 1, this one verse, is... How cool is it that God spoke directly and said, Abraham? And how cool is that? Is it that Abraham responded so quickly? I mean, he, he responded in a moment. He said, here I am. And it's simple, and, but a very powerful statement. Um, and I, I kind of joke that maybe I should have called this um, here I am, but I think... We'll get to a better point of whatever it takes throughout this entire story. So, this this entire series is called But First. The cool thing about this is right in the first verse, there is no but first at all. So sometimes we feel God is calling us to something. And we, uh, it's kind of a first reaction is, but first, I have to do this. Okay? There's none of that in this story. It's so cool. God says, Abraham. And Abraham immediately responds, here I am. That's freaking cool. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, Read to, and we'll just start at the top and we'll read to verse 4. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. And offer him as an as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. 
So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eye and saw the place from afar. Okay, so this took a very interesting turn. God is telling Abraham to kill his son as an offering. What? Yes. It's it's weird to me too, okay? I'm not going to try to act like it's not weird. It's it's weird, but it won't be weird at the end of it, okay? So just keep on listening. Don't be don't be freaking out that oh my gosh, God's telling him to do a human sacrifice. Yeah, just bear with me. The crazy part is and the part I want to want you to focus on is God told Abraham, "Hey, go uh Go take your only son, whom you love, and go sacrifice him as a burnt offering. So what does that? What does uh, Abraham do? Uh, he wakes early, starts packing, grabs two of his workers and and Isaac, and they go. They run. Uh, they go to the go to the mountain of Moriah. Cool. That's amazing. A little bit of background on Isaac. Isaac is Abraham's son. Yes, obviously. He loves him a lot. And he's his one and only son. Okay? Also, Abraham waited a long time for his son to arrive. Uh, him and, uh, I, I believe it's Sarah, uh, but forgive me if I'm wrong. Abraham's wife. I, I believe her name is Sarah. They couldn't get pregnant. They struggled. Um, so, killing Isaac was a very big deal. Okay? He waited a very long time for his son Isaac. Just like sometimes we're, maybe in our future, we're going to wait a very long time for that retirement plan to come into action. God is telling Abraham, hey, I know you waited a long time, but I want you to offer him to me. I want you to kill him. So it was a very big deal, very heavy. Um, but l let's first talk about Abraham's obedience. So um, he traveled 50 miles to the mountain of Moriah um, near Jerusalem, okay? Uh, this took a long time on foot, okay? Uh, a long, long time, 50 miles. Uh, that takes a long time in a freaking car, you know? It's like, I don't know. Brett Lane probably does it all the time, but I, I, I don't know. 50 miles is a long time to be in a car. So it was a long time, especially on foot. And a long time to be right next to your son that you know you guys are on a journey and you're going to have to kill him. But look how prompt and, his and complete his obedience is that he arises and listens to the Lord and doesn't say, but first. He didn't say, but God, but first, I, I, want, I really want to go to Disneyland with Isaac. I want to just enjoy our final days, you know? He didn't say any of that. Hey, I really want to just go... I don't know. Go hang out with him. I want to go play one last round of golf with him. I, uh, all that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying God, uh, obeying God is easy. It's actually very hard. It's a, it's a struggle. But it may mean giving obedience to God may mean giving something up that we want to hold on really tight to. And that's hard, right? doesn't seem like Abraham struggled with it very much. He just, all right, he rose early in the morning and went and started going. 
So let's keep reading. Um, and it's going to be chapter 22, verse 4 through 8. Okay. Um, on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy, Isaac, will go over there and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son, which means had him carry it. And, he, and Abraham took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they went both of them together. And Isaac said to his father Abraham, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Behold the fire. I see the fire and the wood. But there, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So they went both of them together. Okay? So Abraham tells his workers to stay behind and him and Isaac continue alone and start hiking. And remember this next phrase that I'm about to say. Okay? Remember this. Abraham gave the wood to Isaac for him to carry up to the mountain. Okay? Seems very insignificant now, but I will tie it back at the end. Okay? So just remember that. Abraham gave the wood to Isaac for him to carry up to the mountain. Okay? While Abraham carried the fire and the knife. In verse 7, Isaac the son starts getting confused and asks Abraham, his dad, a question of like, well, hey, where's the, where's, where's the offering? Uh, where's the lamb? What's going on here? And something that, uh, I don't know, is kind of mysterious to me. Uh, that's that uh, Abraham's response to that in verse 8. It says, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering. I almost read into this uh, in two different ways. Either Abraham's lying to his son, which is weird, but I kind of understand at the same time. Or I almost read into this as if Abraham's like, there's no way God is going to make me make me do this. He's still almost in like disbelief that his God would have him kill his son. It just doesn't make sense to him kind of thing. Okay, so keep that in your mind. It, I, I, it's still a mysterious thing to me. Um, either Abraham's faith was huge or he was lying. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, you can do your own study on it. Uh, let's continue reading. Uh, 9 and 10. When they came to the place which God had told them, uh, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on top of the altar, on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. Okay, so they went to the altar, altar on top of the mountain, arranged the wood, tied up Isaac, and lays him on the altar, then draws his knife back to sacrifice his son. Okay, one thing I want to pick, I want to just bring to your attention real quick, and this is another thing I want you to remember, is it doesn't say that Isaac struggled. Okay, it's kind of a weird thing. It's like, okay, Isaac trusted his dad like way too much. <laughs> he trusted his dad way too much that, okay, dad, yeah, totally tie me up and then lay me on the altar where we're supposed to be sacrificing a lamb. Very mysterious to me. Um, 
But one of the thing I want you to remember is Isaac does not make a noise, uh, at least in this account of it, in the reading of it, which the Bible doesn't uh, leave anything out. Um, he doesn't make a noise. He just does it. He just trusts. Okay, let's keep reading. 11 and 12. Uh, or I'll read 10 first. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. Okay, Abraham's got the knife up in the air. And, but the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And Abraham responded, here I am. He said, Don't, do not lay your hand on that boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing that you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. So, thank God, the angel appears on the scene, and this, this does not happen. Okay, no human sacrifice. Great news. Yes? It brought a fear. It showed that Abraham feared the Lord so much and loved the Lord so much that he was willing to go to any length and said, whatever it takes, Lord. That's pretty powerful. Let's keep reading. Um, we'll read 13 through 19 here. Um, and Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the, took the ram and offered it up as a burning sacrifice um, instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of that place the Lord will provide. As it, as it is said to, to this day, on the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this, and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you. I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men, and they arose and went together to Beersheba, and Abraham lived at Beersheba. Okay, crazy, crazy story, crazy turn of events. Um, Abraham looks up, finds a lamb behind him. Okay, so let's start at the top. God talks to Abraham. Abraham says, here I am. He says, hey, I want you to kill your son as a sacrifice. And then um, uh, Abraham rises early the next day. Uh, takes two of his workers and walks 50 miles okay um, all along that way Abraham is essentially thinking um, of okay I have to kill my son 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 over and over and over sounds awful they arrive um, at the base of the mountain they say the workers hey workers stay they hike to the top Isaac is carrying the wood they hike to the top. Uh, Isaac or Abraham ties Isaac up, lays him on the altar, has the knife in the air. Angel appears on the scene, says, "No, don't do that." Then Abraham turns around. There's a there's a ram stuck with his horns. Uh, what's it called? With his is it horns? Antlers. Stuck with his head. Yeah, we'll do head. 
head in the bushes, okay? This is a crazy story. And remember this. Abraham looks up, and there's a perfect and spotless lamb with his head caught in a thorn bush, ready for the sacrifice that the Lord provided. Okay, remember that. And I believe that that lamb came from uh, nowhere but God. Because I'm convinced if Abraham would have seen that perfect and spotless lamb on the way up, he would have been like, oh, great. Here's our, here's our animal. Here's our out. Um, and he would have untied his son and been like, oh, cool. We'll find the animal. And ta-da, here's the animal. And we sacrifice the animal. That's pretty crazy. So then Abraham is going to be blessed by God. And Abraham names the mountain the Lord will provide. And why did he get blessed? Obviously, it's because he obeyed in his obedience and his whatever-it-takes-Lord attitude. God didn't want Isaac to die, obviously. Yes, we can all agree on that. But God wanted Abraham to sacrifice his son in his heart because the Lord didn't want any, um, any question in Abraham's mind of that he holds Isaac above God. He... He, he wanted to show, ah, geez, how do I word this? Abraham showed that he holds God higher than anything else in his life. Even his long-awaited son, even his long-awaited whatever, even your long-awaited whatever. Uh, so remember at the beginning of the message, I had you think of your most prized possession. Something, And I want to focus on the future just for this podcast. Focus on the thing that you're going to be working for your entire life to have your most prized possession abraham's was his son mine is my retirement plan hopefully <laughs> do i hold that higher do i trust in that more than than god providing for me do you trust in your thing higher than god providing for you is your most prized possession drawing you to the Lord? Or is the Lord saying, hey, are you willing to give that up for me? Or, or is he asking, do you hold that higher than you hold me in your, in your lordship? And the convicting part is, would you respond with, God, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, God, it's yours. It's hard to give away what we love, right? But when we give God what he asks, he returns to us far more than what we could dream. Spiritual benefits of his blessings far outweigh our sacrifices. Have you withheld your love, your possessions, or time from him? Because you, you, you control them? bottom line is we have to trust and surrender where in this story did abraham say but first or or the ultra christian thing to say let me pray about it first abraham didn't even i mean abraham knew that it was from god 
immediately, and he acted immediately. I mean, I've said so many times, but first, let me pray about it. But first, let me talk to my parents. But first, let me let me do this. But first, I got to get right first. But first, ah, all of these things. And Abraham was like, here I am. Oh, okay, I'll rise, I'll rise in the morning because I, I have to do a little bit of rest. I'll rise in the morning and I'll go. Abraham said, here I am. Abraham said, whatever it takes. Wow, right? Wow, right? And I don't want us to have the whatever it takes mentality for our sake. Okay? And let me end a journey with this through me. Yes, Abraham got blessing because of his obedience. But what if you were to surrender something in your life that that thing that's maybe holding you back from a deeper connection with the Lord. What if you were to surrender that thing and you weren't to get any blessing? Would you still do it? Would you still surrender that thing without the blessing portion of it? I mean, frankly, Abraham waited such a long time for offspring, offspring and as you, as we just read, He's going to have offspring as long as the stars go in the sky and as long, as far as the uh, sand in the seashore. What if you... <laughs> and this is hard, you know. What if our capacity to surrender was that much, but we didn't get any blessing from it? Would we still do it? Why should we surrender if we don't get anything from it? or if we weren't to get anything from it. And this is the convicting part. This is the hard part for us to hear. Let me connect some dots. Why should I surrender? Easy answer is because God did it for us. Yes, we know that God did all of this for us. He sacrificed everything for us. He surrendered everything for us. God's top priority is connection with us. Is our top priority connection with God? This is hard stuff, right? Um, so, what have I told you? This entire story—this entire story was a foreshadowing of what was to come on um, on uh, uh, on the cross. So, let me connect some dots. Abraham had one and only son. Okay, God had one and only son. One and only son. Jesus, right? Abraham sacrificed his son. Not physically, but in his heart, he sacrificed his son. God also sacrificed his son, Jesus. Abraham was right next to his son. And if we believe that God is omnipresent everywhere, and he knows every single thought and every single thing that happens, and he's everywhere, God was right next to Jesus. This is where it gets even crazier. Isaac carried his death to the top of the mountain. Remember when I said, hey, remember this? I actually meant remember it. Abraham handed the wood to Isaac for him to carry up to the top of the mountain. Crazy, yes? Jesus also carried his death to the top of the mountain. Yes, he was already, he had the cross on his back and he was taking it up to the mountain. 
Isaac didn't fight his dad as he was being tied up and laid on the altar. Jesus also didn't make a noise as he was being beat and nails were being driven through his uh, wrists, uh, and, or sorry, hands. So why should we surrender, guys? Because God already did all of the surrendering before us. God's prized possession is us. So how could we not? How could we not? God said, whatever it takes to get my intimacy back with my people, with my children, with earth, Whatever it takes. Oh, okay, it's going to take my son. Okay, whatever it takes. Here's my son. Do we have the same attitude? Do we have the same attitude of God? Hey, God is calling us to give something up for him. Can we say, hey, whatever it takes, God. Whatever it takes to build a deeper connection and deeper intimacy with you, Father. So that's the message this week. Whatever it takes. God sacrificed everything for us. The least we can do is sacrifice everything back to him. Because first and foremost, our life is not ours. Our life is God's. Okay? So there's week one of But First. Tomorrow night, July 22nd. We will uh, dive back into this series with um, the concept of, or the subtitle of, Follow Me. Okay? Um, follow us on Twitter. If you have questions um, or just comments um, or something encouraging to say, get on Twitter and just uh, tweet at us. And uh, same thing on Facebook and Instagram. And come check us out on a Saturday. Um, love to uh love to fill up a a family room or basement cool well have a good week if i don't see you tomorrow but uh yeah i'm gonna try to be more consistent with these i think uh friday nights could be a good time to record these cool all right keep it real